0: Hi, I'm Rich. Hi, I'm Ben. And this is Marketing Matters. And this is the podcast where we talk about everything to do with marketing and communications and why
1: it's important. Because, in other words, marketing matters. Yeah, it does. Hi, Rich. Hi, Ben. Hi,
0: how are you doing? I'm
1: very good, thank you. Apologies if you can hear hammering in the background. Um, there are builders. What exactly? <laughs> builders, what exactly is the hammering? Builders are laying a new floor in the office, so I'm actually um, in a um, a storage room at the moment, surrounded by boxes.
0: <laughs> right okay that is the glamorous life painting of a, the picture uh, with words <laughs> that's exactly right the glamorous life of you know running your own agency isn't it really you know absolutely surrounded by boxes yeah. no one else is here because so, they're
1: all working from home
0: <laughs> and that's you know that's that's the modern workplace right it people is. We, work from home these days we can do these that's things online room. um we can. I, i'm in I'm
1: devon a- you're in Liverpool.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The magic of, uh, of the internet, which sometimes doesn't work as well as it should do. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. So it's been a little while since we last spoke on one of these podcasts where, and then we were talking all about sort of content marketing, um, in relation to sort of comm strategy. And, um, Across are the various clients that we work with, which is really pretty much a very, very good cross-section of British industry as a whole, both public and private sector. Um It depends very much on sort of what your objectives of that strategy are. But, you know, I get a lot of people saying we want to raise awareness or we want to change perceptions. And that's pretty common across, you know, across all organizations that they want to do that. But ultimately, we all know that marketing is really about making Well, helping people to make choices and they can be uh, commercial choices, i.e., you know, buy this thing over this other thing. Um, They can be life choices, such as choosing a university or choosing a school for your children, or it could be like a career choice, like getting a new job. And that's, I think that's a theme we're going to, we're going to come back to. Um, You know, all of those things that, all those choices we're, as, we're asking people to make, most, most of the time are quite involved choices. They are, they involve some degree of process that people need to get, get, go through in order to get to that point. Yeah. Um, you know, that's buyer behavior, that's consumer behavior, that's all that lot. Um, what are you finding that sort of people are struggling with? Cause you work a lot with kind of more commercial sort of businesses. Um, are they coming to you with a pretty well-formed idea of what that thought process is for, um, for their, their consumers or are you finding you're having to um help to talk them through that a bit
1: yeah certainly the latter i mean um it, it, as always it depends on individuals and organizations but um often there's at least an idea of the end goal um but not necessarily uh a a, a solid vision of actually how to get there and Um, typically these days we'll walk through and create a kind of essentially a sales funnel for organizations. Um, That being a way in which you're kind of, you know, um, attracting, you know, understanding a customer journey from somebody who doesn't know anything about you to them becoming a complete advocate and fan um, and all the different steps in between. Um, so I think sometimes people think there's, there's a shortcut to straight through to people being customers and there's actually, you know, rarely is as simple as that. But I think it's a model that definitely can be reflected in a whole range of different circumstances and organisations, including things like um, uh, recruitment, for example.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So f- just to take an example that you, I think we've mentioned before in the podcast, you do a lot of work in sort of tourism and stuff yep. like that. doing. That's a really good example of what we're talking about. And I think it's actually, you know, going somewhere on holiday or going on a big life changing trip um, somewhere completely different. That That starts with that emotional yearning for something exciting and something different, but ends up with Um, putting a credit card details on a website. But there's a lot, there's kind of a long way to go from that initial thing to them actually going through with that sort of transaction. And that, I guess, is what you're talking about when you talk about the funnel, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, so um, if you look at it in two ways, there's the the sort of the macro and the micro. Um, So the macro would be um, all the stages of awareness, um, you know, so building awareness of your, um, your offer, um, demonstrating your awareness of the individual's pain, for want for of another word, um, uh, awareness of your solution, awareness of your business and so on, um, and of need. Uh, and then there might be uh, the interest stage, so people start conducting research, they're Googling it, they're um, uh, you know, um, looking at different websites and so on. Um, there's the evaluation stage, uh, that's people going to buy something, um, but they want to make sure that you know, they're getting the Best one, um, so the, you know comparing sites and all that sort of stuff. Um, decision they buy, um, and then the next, you know the stages thereafter are about retention, keeping them happy, selling them more, um, and advocacy, which is them reviewing you, saying this is great, Re- you know, referring you to others, uh, all that sort of process. Well, and as you say, in in the tourism sector, well, in 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 every sector really, but tourism's a great example because you're right, it's not a kind of well, rarely is it an off the cuff decision. It takes a while to build that rapport and that relation. You might not know about it if it's a destination marketing, for example, you've got to get people to know about it in the first place. you know um, it, uh, we do a lot of work about targeting. US um, tourists um, down to the southwest. Well, you know they'll, they'll know about um, London um, they'll know about Europe, they might know about Bath or Edinburgh, but you know they don't know about Cornwall or Devon. So you've got to kind of build an awareness of what's out there and what's different. You've got to understand the target audience a little bit. You've got to walk in their shoes and kind of see what sort of things they want, understand how they book their holidays, what kind of research they do, um, and ultimately start showing them um, the experiences that they'll get. And so it's not about, you know, the stuff. It's more about the – it goes back to that whole sell the sizzle, not the sausage um, it's about demonstrating the memories that they'll be great. Cause that's what holidays are for really. It's about rest, relaxation and creating amazing memories um, that you'll then show to your friends and so on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit like that, um, that old thing that you might've heard of in, if any of you have been involved in marketing or done any sort of like online courses or any GCSE business studies, is that sort of IADA model. Isn't yeah. it? It's the awareness, interest, desire and action yeah. thing. And the, you know, any normal person who is doing is going to buy something expensive, or is going to do something life changing. Pretty much is going to go through that through that process. It is about making people aware of stuff, but it is also about sort of um, helping them to see why your offer is the most interesting one out there, yeah. which leads them to actually want to be a part of it or buy it or whatever, and actually making that action point be that hey apply for this job or apply for this university or buy this thing actually kind of easy for people. So and I think that's you've you've struck on something there rich which I think is actually that process is especially you know in going on an expensive holiday somewhere completely different that you've never thought of before you know this is kind of a you know it's maybe a bit of a, a a clumsy analogy but for example a big thing happening in the public sector right now is recruitment so you know the you know we're currently in a general election campaign period and everybody is promising 2000 or 20000 police police on the streets and the next party is you know promising you know yeah yeah, 20,001 police (laughs) people on the streets you know it's it's a lot of that stuff and ultimately public sector organizations are going to have to make decisions about how they're actually physically going to do that so the money becomes available but you know I've been doing some work in nurse recruitment recently and um, that's a really interesting one because you know everyone knows about the NHS being under strain and the staffing issues that the NHS has but actually just recruiting a nurse isn't believe it or not isn't it quite as simple as sort of uh leaders of various political parties would have you believe because ultimately a nurse just doesn't come out of nowhere you can't just you know recruit a nurse and that you know from the general population nurses need to have qualifications and need to have experience and stuff like that so a client i was working with earlier this year is a hospital trust and they had you know a huge um shortfall in their in their qualified nurses. Um, you know, workforce. And so what you couldn't just do is like necessarily put ads on buses for it because ultimately it's like, that's general, that's an incredibly expensive way of speaking to people who aren't really appropriate for that message. They need people that are already qualified who can come in and start work on day one in a busy Emergency department or or whatever, so for those people they're actually looking for people that have those qualifications, so that means they probably are already working for as a nurse in s- somewhere else, or it could well mean that they've been a nurse in a, in you know, earlier in life and they've gone out of the profession to have a family or whatever and, then, and, and and come back into it yeah so for those people, they need to be aware that there's an opportunity there, but they need to also be made aware that actually this particular place is a great place to be a nurse because and they need to be that it needs to be made easy for them to actually apply find out more etc etc so there's a whole process involved for those people and you've been doing a bit of work recently in sort of some digital ways of actually capturing those processes and actually keeping people interested and involved throughout that decision making process
1: yeah, exactly, um, and the—I mean—that—that's the micro elements of the of the sales funnel approach, really. So, and it's described as a funnel because, as you were saying, you know, there's awareness at the at the top of this funnel, and it's shaping downwards. As as you know, I'm I'm making the shaping downwards with my hands, which nobody can obviously yeah. say. Um, but you know, as it goes down into interest, then to evaluation, it's getting smaller and smaller because. People are dropping out. People might be aware of it. Well, that's not me because I'm not a nurse. I'm not qualified or I'm not right, you know. So, and then there's the interest. Well, I might go and see the website. Well, then there's the evaluation. Well, I might compare that with another role, similar role in a different town or a different county or a different country, you know, and then I might make a decision about applying, etc. cetera. So um, as it gets smaller and smaller, that's the um, the funnel shaping. And within that funnel, there's these kind of micro funnels which contain the actual content the pages the ads the images the videos the automations the emails the messages the phone calls whatever whatever bits of the process the mechanics used to sell to sell or promote the offer um and as you say um i mean the the beauty of digital is is that you can you can do that and you can automate that so um, we've been, you know, um, we've been doing that quite a lot. We haven't seen recruitment, but it'd be a great challenge to explore how you can start to, it's a way of, I guess, um, keeping people engaged and and helping pull people through the funnel um, or, or encourage them through the funnel, I suppose. Um, so, you know, not just... If they're, if they're aware of something, because you've had to say, say you use your example, you're advertising for um, uh, nursing vacancies, um, you've served a, a digital ad to people on, for example, Facebook or Instagram, um, targeted at people you know are nurses um, in the relevant sector. They've seen that, okay. They've clicked on that and looked at some kind of landing page. Great. and um, There's the job ad. And then they've gone away again. So, the, the a very simple um, automation of that is to then retarget those site visitors with another ad, maybe of, you know testimonials of other people who work there, or a short video explaining how great the 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 the, um, the employer is, or the, you know, what the town has to offer, etc. So, it's about not just letting go or letting people get away with going away, if that makes sense. And that's only because people are very busy. We've got huge amounts of kind of competing interests. There's lots to see on social media. You've stopped them scrolling once. How are you going to get them to go back again and go back again and go back again? So capturing that interest... um, and then getting them to start making that evaluation judgment, um, and that might well be getting them to come back again or get, collect some some uh, initial details from them, and then automate, uh, automating automating a series of emails to say, you know, thanks for signing up, or thanks for dropping you, you know, thanks for showing some interest. Here is a bit more information. A few days later, um, don't forget we're also got on a recruitment open day here at such and such a time, whatever it might be. You know, just the kind of setting in motion a series of steps which these micro funnels can help pull people through the overall macro funnel if that's making sense
0: yeah so that sounds incredibly exciting and anybody sort of doing that who is working with a proposition which is you know that's let's call it is it's a pretty involved proposition for people getting a new job you know going somewhere new a, a transatlantic location for the first time you've never really heard of before yeah there's a long decision making process Involved, Or or it's at least quite an involved decision-making process for that. You talked there about sort of capturing people's details in terms of website visits and then serving them with new content and things like that. I think a lot of listeners would be really interested in how, the how of that. So what tools are you currently using to help capture that and to help serve that more interesting, more more content down the uh, I'm also making a funnel shape with my hands now, uh, the <laughs>
1: narrower bit of the funnel. It's, it's like we're doing the YMCA. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what tools, I mean, uh, quite, you know, on a very simple level, um, that would be things like install, making sure that whatever landing page you're using has the Facebook pixel installed on it. Assuming you're going to use Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising. We do that a lot. Um, and it's a great tool for recruitment. Um, Similarly, um, you know, with Google Analytics and having the right um, uh, systems in place so that when you're doing either paid search ads or, um, you know, disruptive um, Facebook and Instagram ads, um, you can start to retarget site visitors, for example. So anyone who visit, visited X page, viewed this content or, you know, whatever any of the other conversion events, which I believe we've talked about uh, in the past, um, yeah. you can you can set that up so you can set that ad to so you know here's your example you've got an ad set running on um we've got jobs available targeted at people who are nurses um you then have another ad set going right anyone who's visited this page then gets a different ad There's no point sending them the same ad again they've seen it they've been to the page it's about giving them something else um and you can also exclude people who have gone to a different bit of that website. So, for example, they might have viewed the content, but if they haven't filled in a form, then they get this ad. If they have filled in the form, you might not want to serve them an ad because it's going to be costing you money, and you might as well send them an email. Um, and I guess for me, there's a, re- a key challenge about some of that process is the sooner you can own the relationship, i.e. a direct, you know, between your organisation, yourselves and um, the potential prospect – without having any third party in between, i.e. Facebook or Instagram or Google search, whatever, you know, you're not paying anyone to broker that relationship. As soon as you own that, the better, because, Mm. um, you you know, you've got a much stronger chance of building that rapport and that engagement. So, sure. So,
0: a lot depends on that Facebook pixel, then, by the sounds of things, then, doesn't it? And so, you, you, when you talk about um, it being an automated funnel, then, so that feels like, I guess, to, to most people listening to this, that would look like that's a lot of analysis involved in that. So, you know, the, the data that comes back from the pixel on your site tells you who's been where and, you know, and what they've clicked on and what they haven't clicked on. And then you can then make a judgment on, okay, well, how do we then target those people with additional content and stuff? Yeah. That that sounds very, I mean, it sounds amazing. And, you know, it's the kind of thing we were not able to do 10 years yeah, ago. Right. So it's a really, it's a real game changer, to use a yeah. h- horrendous cliche. But... At the same time, um, that is a totally great tool to be able to have, but it does sound kind of uh, involved. So how do you kind of automate that then? Because that does sound like that's 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 requiring a lot of eyes on that, and it's requiring a lot of human decisions being made. Is that not the case? Not at all.
1: No. I mean, that's the beauty of it, and that's kind of the point of it. So two things. One is um, – the data that the pixels collect, all the pixel essentially does is put a little sticker on you. I mean, it's a cookie. So you, you need to make sure your landing page has the right privacy policy and the, which, you know, most websites will have, uh, particularly in, in in public sector uh, and a cookies policy. So it's telling people, look, you know, if you're visiting here, this is what we're going to be doing and you can opt out of that. But um, essentially all it's doing is giving that, that cookie is just a sticker, which then allows people to go, right. Well, we, we, Facebook can then retarget or, you know, you can create an ad which will only go to those people who've seen that. It, I don't know individually who they are. I'll, I'll get a number. I'll get, you know, this week there was 276, you know, page uh, page content, uh, sorry, uh, page views uh, or content views on a particular page. Um, it won't tell me individually who they are. Um, you know, the data is protected in that way. But it, it then allows me to then go, okay, I can um, set up an ad that will only go to those people. So um, it's as quick as making an ad in the first place. Um, if you know what you're doing, um, it's a couple of hours' work um, to think through the, – the, 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 the key bit really is to think through the overall process first. What do we want sure. people to do and where they're going? So um, we get the traffic, there's an opt-in, You know, there's a welcome and pre-sale, You know, and then there's the retargeting bit uh, and creating some engagement between that. Then there might well be a, you know, a specific page that you know, sort of further down the um uh, the ladder that they'll go to. Um, so it's not a, it's not involved at all, and and I guess that's the, that's one of the beauties of it. It's it, the automation of it means that you can um you're you're reducing the impact of of that sort of time. There's you know, there's no there's no way otherwise. I guess it's it, it's it's a bit like if you if you imagine it in the physical world of people entering a room and walking out again it's like the only other way you know to do that would be to literally follow them down the street and say um, don't forget come back and have you know have another look up on tuesday or whatever it might be and hand them a piece of paper you know if if you imagine there was a way of automatically those people um, getting that uh, that reminder that that, that um, uh, extra bit of information you visited here don't forget to come back again that's what that's what you're doing and then from that list uh, uh, again a slightly smaller number might well then come back great so what are we getting them to do that's different to the last time what are we showing them that's different and that's where they can see a different page with different content and that'll be i don't know often we'll, we'll then use the the testimonial stage of things to kind of show social proof um as in show that it's popular show that other people like it show that um you know it's got it's well reviewed it's got great star ratings the cqc ratings great well yeah whatever thresholds you've got uh, it's about giving people that reassurance uh, and probably something about the authority that you have as well, either as a as an organisation or um, as an expert in whatever it is that you're doing.
0: Yeah, and I suppose fantastic analytics as well, then, isn't it? Because I mean, if this is, you know, I know for a lot of public sector organisations, it's um, the, the approach I took with a um, with the hospital trust I was working with earlier in the year around nurse recruitment. That was it was in pretty much entirely Facebook uh Instagram and Twitter sort of ads yeah. they didn't they didn't get as far as embedding the the pixel on the site because that would have been you know a bit too involved for them and at this point however you know we really really were able to demonstrate sort of you know on a very rudimentary level you know click throughs and the you know and and making kind of some assumptions don't get me wrong but drawing a line between those click throughs and hits on their recruitment site yeah. and you know, and, and, and application forms and, and, and appointments and stuff like that. But I suppose even if you're, if you're going, if you're using the pixel and you're using that sort of stuff, the analytics it gives you to prove to your clients or to your, your superiors is pretty much, you know, un, un, not seen before really, is it? It's absolutely, it's absolutely gold. Also, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's, that it's now got to a point where um, it's kind of, it's, it's almost wrong without it. You know, it It gives you so so you yeah, the data from the performance of the ad is great, but then you've got the data of what people did when they got there, again, not about individuals, but it allows you to kind of go it allows you to see the funnel. We had this many people landing on this page, they then click to this bit, they then watch this bit of content they then filled in this form or they then bought this product you know um, it's it's entirely designed around what they call conversions, that conversion being whatever behavior it is that you're trying to get people to do typically buying buying something on a shop um that's a conversion as is um viewing a piece of content as is um filling in a form or lead generation process um, and so on so you know it it's it's not being it's not being built by stupid people you know it's it's being deliberately designed so that we can then use that information to to do lots of things, but also it means we can better target people. You know, there's no point anymore in us serving content to people who it's, to whom it's not relevant. Um, we don't have to put things on the side of a bus anymore, hoping that the right eyeballs look at it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. fine for brand awareness for, you know, certain things, but for something like this, it's like I only really need people who are qualified nurses in a specific situation to see this. Everyone else... It's really not worth showing it to them, and so therefore, why would I spend money, and in this case, public money, on something that is is wasted? So it allows us to be really sharp, really like absolutely um, scalpel precision, you know, laser targeted on um, who we need to see, and then when we see that analytics from the pixel data, it's like actually we can refine that even more um, and get squeeze even more juice out of this yeah yeah absolutely Slightly a bit evangelical so, there but um you know I, i'm not paid by facebook i'd pay them lots. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: well it, it, but i mean i think it's just kind of it's worth sometimes reflecting on what an absolute game changer that data is and just i i always sort of use the the analogy of adverts on the side of buses and on on, on, on bus stops and stuff like that and um you know i I sometimes drive behind a bus that is like, well, a, a bus, you know, buses with the same bus add-on, which is by one of the big um, media booking agencies, yep. which says something like, more people see buses every day than are on social media. Yes. And I was a bit like, I don't believe that's true. Or if it's it's incredibly uh, massage statistics, if it actually is true. But I mean, I think... That's the problem, the inherent problem with those old media types as you as you rightly say, they're great for sort of brand awareness though you know, and in big organizations you know chief executives of big organizations like to drive into work behind a bus that has their advert on I mean it's good for that but I mean the amount of money that <laughs> the amount of money that goes on stuff like that when you have zero data on it and I'm not just meaning n- not much data zero data on it is just insane when you've got something like Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising and Twitter advertising maybe to a lesser extent that gives you that much proof of of, uh, of of success or failure because you just don't know otherwise yeah. what's actually happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- it'd be amazing if you could, um, I've always wished for, um, a, an ability to, when you're doing a billboard to actually know how many p- people looked at that. And, you know, we used to do that, that, um, advertising recall surveys, things like that, you know, and, you know, people still do brand. There's still a place for TV ads. There's still a place for um, yeah. billboards and posters, et cetera. Um, I just think for, for it, it's becoming increasingly only about brand awareness, which again, that's fine. Um, A lot of people think that's just ego, but it's not. You know, it's important for certainly big brands to be able to do that. Um, But I guess the beauty of some of the digital marketing tools we've got now is that we can, we don't have to try and compete in that space. We can just be really focused on saying, actually, you know what, here's what I need you to know here. Um, and that could apply to uh, it'd be really exciting to work in um, you know uh, different sort of healthcare settings around actually if there's some specific information about a new service in diabetes we can serve this to people who have got diabetes or at least are showing interests in other services about diabetes etc so there's a good clue there you know and when people land on there and, and you know and they're liking it, or they're kind of getting engaged in it, or they're you know in some way saying, "Yes, I'd be interested in finding out more." Then you know that you're getting this right, and you can then start retargeting them or doing a lookalike audience and finding more people like them. so it's just really powerful, and um, you know in terms of value for money, it's incredible um, so yeah. so so the automation process I mean it doesn't just um, stop at the retargeting bit though um, the important bit for me is then what are the bits of that funnel are you automating as well? just because it's so efficient, you know, it's, if people have filled in a form, and therefore you've got contact information and they've, you know, GDPR'd it and said, yes, I'm interested in being, in hearing more, then, you know, you can just set up a string of, you know, um, content to send to people you don't have to spam them every day but you know within 24 hours it might be thanks for taking your interest here's a bit more about our organization here's a personal message or at least uh, uh, that appears to be personal message from the chief executive or the director of nursing or you know here's a story from you know so and so who came here um, last year, and it explains why she really loves it here, or you know, and so on. You can do a series of those that kind of keep people interested and keep people engaged, and kind of help people down the line. You're doing that automatically, rather than you know what, rather than what having to do it on a phone call with people and convincing you know dozens of people all the time, or you know chasing people up and say, are you interested? Are you going to apply? Just keep doing that in that kind of process. we waste wasting so yeah. many different settings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, finally, then, before before we finish, this all sounds, you know, kind of utopian, um, really. (laughs) And it sounds like (laughs) it does, though, right? It's kind of there's just it's kind of you can sit behind your desk, and ultimately, as long as you've got a great idea and you've got a great content, and you have a proposition that people are interested in, and is a fundamentally good positive proposition for the audience you're targeting, you know, there's tools out there that are making this so so much easier, and are leveling the playing field for so many organizations that don't have a lot of money and can't afford TV ads and can't afford those cheesy radio ads you used to hear all the time and can't (laughs) afford bus ads and all that kind of stuff. This is really leveling the playing field for any organisation out there that has a bit of budget yeah. to, to, to 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 put a message out there to try and get some action from their target audience. What would you say then, just to finish off, would be some either uh, tips or things people listening to this should be looking into after listening to this podcast?
1: Um, certainly, if you're not doing it, um, start exploring how you can use paid content on um, social media platforms, particularly Facebook and Instagram. I mean, there are 40 million active users of Facebook in the UK. Some of them are bound to be the people that you're looking for, right? Whatever it is you're doing. Some of them are bound to be on there. So it's not about it being a one trick pony. It's like, as part of your marketing mix, you should be considering how you're doing that. You've got to bear in mind that business pages, as in pages for, you know, pages on Facebook or Instagram aimed at promoting your organic content, the reach is just going to be much less. You can still get very good reach if you do the right sort of things, but it's not going to be as uh, as um, far reaching as paid content because they've just monetized the platform in that way. So you've just got to live with that. But, you know, explore it, use it, find out more about it because, it's incredible value for money if you get it right and if you know the the, the, the little hacks and tricks that uh, that help you to do that and then start considering okay how am i doing my remarketing with it because again if people have seen something how are you going to find more of them uh, how are you going to get bring them back into the um, into the conversation and the final thing would be in terms of a takeaway is move that relationship to your own you know, um, to, to, as direct to you as possible, i.e. email, um, as quickly as you can, because you then own that relationship, you then own that conversation and you're not expecting a third party to, to do something in between because you never know that third party might stop you from doing it at some point or, or go bust. I can't see Facebook going bust, but you see a lot of people having their ad accounts, um, uh, closed down for, you know, different violations, whatever it might be, just own that, um, own that conversation as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, it's almost like kind of take it offline as quickly as you can, either literally or kind of in a – as in at least off the original kind of yeah. uh, channel that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that's, that's the best well, really good point.
1: absolutely. I mean, it'd be, that would be like, you know, um, just, you know, only communicating to the general public via bus ads. You know, of course we don't do that. So don't consider, oh, that's the only way we can reach people. It's like, how are we getting people into my funnel? And that funnel is – at some stage this is a direct between organisation even individual and that individual and that you know that prospect that customer that um potential recruitee whatever it might be
0: yeah and i think sort of my probably final tip would be cuz cuz obviously coming from a more of a strategy point of view you know we talked about that funnel we talked about consumer buyer recruitee behaviour whatever before you really do anything Get a big piece of paper and some sharpie pens, and think about what that funnel actually looks yeah. like, and think about what that decision-making process for that person actually is going to realistically involve for them. They're not just going to see something and decide to change a job there and there on the spot. Well, yeah. they might, but they're unlikely to be yeah. able to do that. Right. So, really, before you start, think about you know where are they now? Where do we want them to be? And you know what are the points along that? What are the points along that journey to actually get them to that point that helps you think about what your messages are. It thinks about what are the bits you need to automate that are part of that funnel and also then it makes then that leads you on to thinking about what content what great pieces of content can we get at all of those points to actually take people down that funnel and actually to you know, support people out of the funnel as well. Actually, if it's not appropriate for them yeah. to be there, if they're not a qualified nurse, yeah. for example, or if actually, you know, they may don't like cold beach holidays <laughs> in your case. and are, they're not maybe some. going to enjoy that there are some you know weirdos they are out there though um right so uh, that's that's Absolutely. that that i think is uh, that is the the funnel isn't it and yep. that is actually getting people to take action on your message uh, yep. which for most people in marketing is ultimately what we are here to do indeed so uh Thanks, Rich. That was nice to talk Thanks to you Ben,
1: Absolutely. Um, same, All t- right. same time next week.
0: Same time next... Time. <laughs> yeah, time. All right.
1: Cheers. <laughs> See you later. Right.
0: Bye. Bye.